listening to Make It, a podcast by Bonsai Creative that helps creatives in film get where they're going faster by sharing the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives across the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley, and with me today is my good friend and Make It podcast co-host, Nicholas Bugs. Hello, hello, Chris here with another episode of the Make It Podcast, and this is an Indie Talk Week, and that means I'm here with my good friend and co-founder of Bonsai Creative and co-host of this very podcast, Nicholas Bugs. Nick, say hello. What's up, folks? How you doing? It's good to be back. Good to be here. It is good to be here, and I had this thought in my head from a previous conversation we had, which is that they always say that, like... God is a woman. You know how I know that's true? Because Siri, Siri is a woman. <laughs> Siri is like, because Siri is God. Yeah. You know, right? Siri, Siri is, Siri hears, she's omnipresent. She's omnipotent. She hears everything I say. This is true. If I say her name a few more times, like Candyman, she will appear. That's right. That's right. I have to be careful how I say it. Because the phone's like right here, and she will, she will is, jump is into she action. Got her, is she, is she got her, or is she Santa, bro? Because she knows when you're <laughs> sleeping. You know, <laughs> she knows when yeah. you're awake. So Siri knows my heart rate. She knows my VO2 max. That's right. She knows how deeply I sleep, where my REM sleep is like. Nay, I mean, and she's only going to get that much more powerful. That's right. And again, you know, like I was telling you before. It's crazy how all of this AI stuff that we get that has a voice, mm-hmm. it's a woman every time. Like, it's just guaranteed it's going to be a woman, yes. you know, because it's just it's such a soothing thing. You know, like it makes you feel at ease, you know. Yeah, they, they need me. I need to do Siri voices. That's what I need to do. You know, I need to do those AI voices like, like when you start a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. This call is being recorded. <laughs> It could be it could be a great paycheck for you, Nick. It could be a side yeah. gig for you. I'm not going to stand in your way. That's not what good. That's not what good partners do. Good partners let you. That's fly. right. Let you. That's fly. right. Go explore the world, Nick. Go be a voice. You, you have a great voice. Go be a voiceover guy. We'll get you in touch with Gary Scales. There you go. You know there he'll you go. Wait, wait, voiceover wait. guy. Wait, wait. Let me let me do it again. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. This call is being recorded. By Bonsai Creative. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say by God. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but that's really what you could say after a while, because listen, I read an article, this was years ago, that said that Facebook knew you better than your wife or husband or partner would know you. Like I, I you it, give yeah. them the best version of yourself, your partner. You give them the, the version of you you want them to see. But the real you sneaks off to the pantry at night and shoves Oreo cookies into his face. <laughs> That's the real you. The real, I don't know. Maybe it's the other way around. The real maybe you masturbates twice a day. You're right, but maybe like, it's the spouse. Siri knows. <laughs> Siri knows. <laughs> she know, she know, if, if Siri knows when I'm playing basketball 
And she can tell the difference between basketball, the elliptical, and me oh, lifting weights. Yeah, right. She knows the difference between when I'm sitting down typing or when I'm taking a little personal time. I see. <laughs> the personal and, and, siesta. <laughs> that's right. And, and, and during your siesta, does she like automatically put on a playlist? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the next level. Once we get comfortable with it, once we're okay with it, once we're convinced that she's our friend. Right. Right. Just looking out for us, making a way in the universe. If you mm. pray to her at night, <laughs> you will be successful right. in, in all things. In, in all, all things. things. All right. Tie, tie right over. I, I'm excited about um, our conversation today. We're going to talk a little bit about mentorship, yep. uh, talk a little bit about how to get mentors and, and that... Um, the idea of, of them being sort of at the center, the foundation of what a film community is and what actually creates a film community. It was like an epiphany we had uh, earlier today, just thinking about the fact that like making a film isn't re really the thing that makes you part of a film community at all. It's just, it's kind of like the output of, you know, all that stuff in collaboration and we get caught up with the business of it. Like this week, I, I couldn't help but read the numbers. Uh, F9, Fast <laughs> oh, yeah. Furious 9, it, 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 it released to 4,000 theaters, far more than any other movie so far. So it's hugely distributed. It's going to do huge numbers for that reason alone. Yep. Uh, Quiet Place still leads the box office. Um, and the line from like March to now for a movie going is like, it's, it, it's like, it's an arrow straight up. I mean, it's, it's topping 80 million a week. Like, like it's doing wonderful numbers, but when you, when you step back away from that, what makes that possible? And I think a lot of it is creating very basic, um, networks that we call film communities. Yep. You know, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that I am on the board of the women in film and television as an advisory member, board member, and their function, obviously, is to support and help women in film and television, but also a big part of it and 90% of it is what events can we create, can we set up where people will come and, and sort of celebrate their creativity with others yeah. so that there can be a, a speed of trust. So that could be something like, uh, a festival. It could be like FilmCom. It could be ActorCom. It could be the Swift Summit that they do. It could be as simple as these. Th they start doing these like uh, teas, like <laughs> like where they, on Saturdays. Um, and and this is happening all across the globe, all across the country. Every WIF chapter does this, and then all these other film association chapters do this, where they're just trying to engage you uh, and then come together. Because I don't think you can make a film, Nick without having extremely uh, deep trust in the person you're going to create with, or you don't even know who to create with. And without that community, what you're really left with is submitting your film to the WGA or submitting your screenplay rather to the Very WGA black, yeah. and submitting your screenplay to the blacklist and just keeping your fingers crossed. Like, like that's what you're, you're left with like the lotto basically. Yeah. You're just throwing it out there to see what sticks kind of thing. And that's, it's a hopeful thing, right? We, we always, we're, we're good with that. Like have hope. Right. Yeah. But 
it, we're not necessarily good with shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, just don't, just don't throw it out there and, and hope that somebody catches it. Like have a purpose and a plan. And then like you're mentioning, like have other people around you to help take it where it needs to go. Right. And that's huge. I think that like you talk about community, yeah, sometimes it's not about, um, you know, this a, a film or a screenplay, a project or whatever. It's just about getting to know people, having relationships with people who, you know, can, let's say, open doors for you. That's that's always awesome, right? I mean, that's key mm-hmm. in this business. But I think just having people that will give you advice when you need it. And sometimes that advice isn't about a film project. Sometimes it's about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sometimes it's about your presentation. Sometimes it's about your work ethic. Sometimes it's about, you know, you're struggling. Like, you know, I reached out to a filmmaker, uh, I think it was uh, last week. And, you know, they just told me that they were, you know, kind of going through a rough time, you mm-hmm. know? And I, and I thought about that. I was just like, man, you know, like, like maybe I should just be checking in every once in a while, you know? Forget the film stuff. Like, forget what project you're working on. As a fellow creative right? As a fellow community member, that's what this is about. Like, like we should just be touching base yeah. to make sure that we collectively can continue to move forward because our lives aren't 100% creative. Like we're humans, right? We got families, we got other jobs, we got cars that have, you know, get a nail in the tire or like this real stuff happens to real people. And I think just having that community around you to bring you up when you need it is an essential part of being a filmmaker. It's crazy that you mentioned that. It's crazy that you mentioned that because you just sparked something. I just realized that. So a week ago, uh, a filmmaking friend of, of ours in Nashville named <laughs> lost someone that he had, was really close to uh, named <laughs> and um, they did a web series together or whatever. But yep. But but thinking about that, I want to say that every year we've been in film, so since 2015, someone has died, like uh, of their own volition. <laughs> uh, so, someone has taken their life. Someone has gotten in that dark place that someone didn't feel good enough, didn't feel loved enough, didn't feel like they had that community, couldn't get out of their own way a little bit. And it's not to blame anybody uh, that was around them or love those people. It's just, I ju- it just hit me is what I'm saying that like yep. what you're saying is so real because there isn't a year that passes where somebody doesn't really hit the edge and go over it. Yeah. And I think that that's where, again, you can't, you can't solve all of those. You can't prevent all of those. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, I think we've talked to, you know, some filmmakers that, you know, have told us like they, they had a tough time last year, right? Went through depression, you know, it was very difficult and we all go through our own stuff, right? But since we know that we can't do the creative side of things without each other, sometimes I, I mean, it's something that we're going to tackle at some point, man. I don't, you know, I don't know how we're going to do it. Yeah, we got to figure it what out. We do, but we, yeah, yeah. we're going to figure it out. We're like, but you know what we do? Be away. We're, we're connectors. And yeah. I would say last week alone, between uh, online meetings and in face meetings, we probably did seven, maybe eight. And, you know, I met with a, a couple, there, there are two, no, there are three meetings I'm thinking of for sure where you're right, Nick, we, we didn't necessarily talk about their projects or things they're working on as much as, 
just life, things they love, things that are entertaining them right now, you know, sort of where their creative spirit is, where it's at, what's, what's popping, you know, just making that connection. And then saying at the end of that conversation, you know, who would be great for you to work with? There you go. And then that's the, that's the thing I love to do at the end yep. of the call. Say, Hey, do you know, so like you guys are so similar, you guys would be great together. Have you tried? Do you know? And then you bring them together. And then I've started to do this thing. Um, it's so unofficial, Nick. It's it's barely worth saying. But I've started to do these sort of um, filmmaker uh, dinners. So I'll just curate two or three or four people. I'll yeah. cook them food. I'll be their humble servant for the night. So cook them a, a full meal. And then we'll go outside I have a nice little situation outside for conversation. Right. So we'll hit the fireplace. I'll, last time I bought these acid cigars, I've had Cohibas before, but we'll do these cigars. We'll do great bourbon and then we'll just talk because it really, it really doesn't matter what you have. Like it doesn't like the reason you cook good food is because bad food makes people not want to talk. <laughs> the, the reason you have a really good whiskey or bourbon or tequila is because when they have shitty bourbon and tequila, they don't want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah. They right. want to come back, bro. It's like, what is this, man? Right. What right. Are you serving me? <laughs> it's almost like the story of the thing you're serving them gets them in the mood to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And now you're having a conversation. Now you're growing trust. And now you have a little bit of community, right? Yeah. And I think that's, it's hugely important. You know, and I think that that extends, you know, from friends, right. Like we talked about, we're just having filmmaking friends, but also into this idea of, of mentorship, right. And then just having someone there who can really guide you along as well. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for me, like you had an awesome, I'm going to, you know, of course, you know, flip it back over to you, but you had an awesome conversation, you know, with one Jeffrey Piddle, you know, uh, love Jeffrey yeah, dude. Like I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fan, you know, so it's like, it's one of those guys, like, it's like, once you know, I, I won't say that I know him now, but I know of him yeah. and I know his personality. Like this is the guy that you want in your corner. Yeah. Right. And, and not because it's like what he can do for you. It's like, this is the type of person you want around you. And, you know, his experiences, his offerings of help. Like, honestly, I just, uh, you know, when I was listening to him, I'm like, this is the kind of guy we need in our circle. And there has to be other folks like him around, you know? So, yeah, I just want to give, you know, I'll throw it back to you because you had a great conversation with him. And, you know, but that's the type of person that I think is just who will add to this community even more. Yeah. And we need more people like him. Yeah. And there is I'll, I'll, I'll do a little inside baseball and, and I'll give the audience uh, and the listeners a little context. Uh, Jeffrey Piddle is a creative director and just creative extraordinaire that we interviewed um, earlier this year. But the but the podcast posted uh, last Tuesday yep. and uh, great reviews so far. People love it. But he was one of the first people to just come right out and say, here's my email address call me. I want to mentor you. I can mentor you if you need that. Also, don't look at my site and decide you can't afford me. Yep. Doesn't matter what your project is. Let's have a conversation. We'll make it work. I've been doing this my whole life. I'm two feet in. 
like we've done nearly 100 interviews of creatives so far, closing in on 100, Nick. And <laughs> um, he's the first person to really be that way. And it was outstanding. And it, oh, got, yeah, our, it got our mind circling around mentorship because for me, I don't think I would be where I am today if I didn't have a mentor, right? So I had my mom and my dad. I, I don't have one of those movie stories where my dad, I didn't know him, and my mom is, no, <laughs> they, they were together until my mom died. It, yeah. was, it was a wonderful childhood. They were great together. And my dad was everything and is everything to me, and he's like my hero. But there were certain things that my dad just didn't know about. And so when I met my business mentor, who's a guy named RJ Stilwell, whose daughter is um, Chloe Stilwell, who is Chloe does comedy, if, you, if you're in the Nashville scene. But he was so instrumental in taking and changing my mindset around a variety of topics and um, teaching me the ins and outs of business and the music business and the entertainment business. That's just something my dad couldn't have taught me. Yep. And so um, having that background, that knowledge was it was like putting a trampoline underneath a basketball rim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Jump on that thing all of a sudden. I'm like, Woo. Yep, you know, you got it. I, I'm, I'm up there. So I, I don't know. Did you have anybody in your life that, that sort of mentored you outside of your family or, or within you your know, family? I, yeah. And I had a similar situation, you know, where it was like, you know, you know, parents together, great childhood. You know, I looked up to my dad like crazy, like, you know, yeah. like he was Siri, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but like, you know, I never actually had, you know, a mentor. And I think that that is one of the things, like if I have a, if I could honestly say, if I have a regret in life, it, it was that, like, I found that out probably when I was, you know, a couple of years out of college, I, that I had the opportunity to have a mentor when I was in school, mm-hmm. uh, a green, you know, one of my professors, Craig Stevens, just an awesome guy. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just, you know, he's an artist. He's a you know project manager. He's an events guy. He's like, he just does everything right. He's a jack of all trades and he's just so good at everything he did. Um, and, but I was too distracted, I think by some other things in life and I didn't really see the value at the time in those types of connections with other people, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't kind of raised to be as connected to others as I now know that I need to be, which is probably why I'm such a proponent for it, right? Like I, I, I don't miss out on the opportunities that I missed out on. Like I'm not gonna let the filmmaking community or any community do that. Like I, I made that mistake, right? That's one of my regrets. So, uh, so no, I didn't have it, but I think it's, I, I really do see the importance of it because it is like you said, We've got these people that we look up to. Uh, some of them are family members, other people could be celebrities, you know, who knows, but they're not going to sit down with us and give us the things that, uh, that we need sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what those mentors do for you. They literally sit down with you and talk to you about, you know, things that you never imagined. Right. And then a lot of times it's because you express to them in a way that you never express to anyone else, what it is you need or what it is you want. And yeah. a great mentor will take that, right? And be that trampoline. It's like, oh, you're trying to dunk. <laughs> right. I got you. That's what you're trying to do. I got the, I, I got you, right? Like, this is how you do this thing. And you're like, wow, nobody's ever explained it to me that way before. And then it's yeah. just like, you start to realize how other people can influence your life in the same way. And then you reach for it again. 
So, so yeah. Yeah. And, and I think we want to make it easy. We want to find a way to make it easy for people in film to have community and to find a mentor. So anyone that's listening that has experience and would be open to mentoring, uh, and we'll mention this again as we wrap this conversation, um, yep. please reach out to us, contact at bonsai.film, let us know, and then we'll put it out there and, and we'll put it on our website that, hey, you're a person that can be reached out to for advice and mentorship. But before um, I go back to that or, or end on that, I had this thought about people asking and it's a question we've asked to to people we've interviewed, which is how do you, excuse me, how do you get a mentor? Yeah. And when I think back in my experience, I was 22 years old when, when RJ came into my life, I was so young and I was like an immature 22. Like I was like, I was like a 16 year old really. <laughs> when I look back on it, I just did, I just had man responsibilities, but, but I had, that was so, not there. And if someone were to ask me, well, how did you do that? I would say I did nothing. <laughs> uh, I really didn't know. I was like you, Nick, I didn't know to look for that stuff. I wasn't in that yeah. mind space. I got very lucky, but, but here's how it happened. And here's why, um, I want to give some props to the original mentor to the second that helped me get the second mentor. So I was always taught that it, if you agree to do a job, that's on you. So you need to go out there and do it the best you can do it. You don't go and do a job and say, oh, well, I'm only getting paid this. Or, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just a, like a guy who scoops ice cream. I'm not changing the world here. Like you never take a pessimistic philosophy into a job you agreed to. Right. You that's agreed it. to the you pay. Agreed to you agreed yep. to the terms. You agreed to the days. So go do a great job. And at the time I was waiting tables and I, I'm telling you, Nick, it was just waiting tables, but I was going to be the best damn waiter that this town has ever seen. Right. And that was just the, that was just seriously the mindset. I would go and sing to my customers. Uh, I would have just incredible um, speed of service and just anything I could do to sort of take me to the next place. My section was always immaculately clean. And there's just little things you can do to make people comfortable when they're going to have a lunch or dinner. And sure enough, I rose basically as high as I could rise within a given period of time. Right. right? Because the best sections go to the most tenured service. That's how the restaurant game works. And I just wasn't going to be more tenured than these people who had been there 10, 15 years. That's right. Yep. Right. So there were like two or three people like that. And then I was like the very next person. And had I not done that, I would not have run into this group of businessmen who I was waiting on. And in the middle of the lunch, wasn't even at the, it wasn't even at the end. And they said, let me just ask you a question. And I said, okay. And they said, what are you doing here? Right. <laughs> and I said, well, you ordered the grilled chicken. And <laughs> they're like, no, no, Chris, Chris, what are you right. doing at this job? Right. Yeah. And he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to call this person on Monday. And that person was, was RJ. And I didn't know he was going to be a mentor. I just thought it was going to be a cool job, a different job, something that was challenging. Something, and it was challenging. Right. It was hard. Um, just something that was different, something that wasn't in the service industry. 
But what a mentor does is they mentor you and you don't realize it until after the fact. That's what makes it so brilliant is that they're expanding the limits that you've put on yourself. When I started that job after the waiter job, when I started that job with RJ, I thought that if you made fifty to $70,000 a year, you were rich because I grew up so modestly. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I never, I, I didn't have a thought that I could do better than that. Yep. It didn't, it never crossed my mind. I just didn't, and it wasn't because I was pessimistic. Right. So I just it hadn't is. seen that much <laughs> of the world. I just didn't right. know yeah. what I didn't know. Right. And so every day spent there with him was like, didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, got it. Oh, yeah. oh, that's possible. And then by the time, it, it, you know, eventually you, you leave the nest. And when that time happens, you have a whole new outlook on what's possible and what you can achieve in the world. Exactly. And then you That's can go the change the world and give it back to somebody give else. Give it back to someone else. There you go. That's the key, man. And it's because it's not, I, I feel like the mentorship is, you know, part the the skill, right? It's part the art. It's part the belief. It's part the perspective, right? You got a new perspective that you never had, but it's all of these things, right? Because someone believes in you, right? They see your potential, and they're willing to take it up for whatever notch it is. They didn't, he didn't maximize your potential. He lifted that, right? He took, yeah. he took advantage of it and said, look, you can do these things. And then when you realize that, you realize you could do more things. And honestly, like you said, that's what we're trying to get from this community. And we know that there's other people out there who are willing and able uh, to do this. And I think that they, you know, especially there's, there's a lot of seasoned folks that, you know, understand that legacy is beyond the things that they create. Mm -hmm. Right. And legacy is about, you know, what they leave behind in the hearts and minds of others. So yeah, we're 100% doing a call to action right now. Right. This yeah. is like, Hey, if you want to leave a legacy of goodness, right. In other people's lives and other people's hearts and minds, and you want to be a mentor in any way, shape or form, contact us. You know, we want to hear about it so we can share that with other people. It doesn't matter where you are. You know, like yeah. it doesn't matter. We can connect across the universe as we're doing right now. So, Nick, let's help these folks out a little bit. Are we going to create a separate tab on the Web page for this just called mentors yeah, or how, how, how yeah. do you want to do it? I think, well, the first thing is let's get let's get those names. Right. I think that that's the first thing is that if you're interested. Right. Let's get the names. Because If I get one person. Right. Then I don't know if a tab on the website is going to be worth it. Right. But we get a couple people offering their support and we'll figure out the best way for our audience. Right. Those filmmakers to come through us to reach them. Right. We don't necessarily want people to be inundated or anything like that either. So we got to think through this a little bit. But the first thing is, it's like, let's just go with our hearts and ask. Right. That's we don't have the infrastructure set up and that's okay. Cause we're just, we're just literally coming out of our, with our hearts right now and saying that we, we want those types of people. We want you to contact us so that we can get you in touch with other people who need you. And then we'll figure all that other stuff out later because I'm, I'm sorry, you start with love, man. Everything else works itself out, you know? That's beautiful. And that's exactly how I've, I feel as well. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out on the back end, but right now, uh, we start with one. We have Jeffrey Piddle. That's right. Yeah. All right. Let's get it. Let's get a small basket full and grow it from there because it's so valuable um, to be a mentor to someone in this community. So, again, the way to do that is to email us at contact at bonsai.film. 
And Nick, there are other ways to contact us as well. You can contact us, yes, at underscore Bonsai Creative. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, on IG, we get a lot of messages there. I think that's a fine way to yep. share your desire to be a mentor with us. So, again, underscore Bonsai Creative. You can message us there. Even leave a comment on on another post if you want to. But we need your contact information so we can make sure people can reach out to you in the way you would like to be reached out to, to be a mentor. Yep. Um, there are other ways to, to reach out to us and support us as well, which is on our website, www.bonsai.film. And that's where those mentors will go, but that's where a lot of other stuff is too. We have tons of blog posts. Uh, you can get to every podcast episode from there. You can learn more about us by going to the website. I mentioned Twitter earlier. It's, probably best to reach out. I'll, we will get the messages if you go to at or underscore bonsai creative on Twitter. But if you go on Twitter and you want to just speak to me or Nick directly, reach out to me at flaming your heart on Twitter. Uh, Nick is on Twitter as well at Nicholas bugs, but I would say just your email, right? Nick, Nick yep. at bonsai.film. Yep. So email Nick directly. He likes that. He'll, he'll see those right away and we'll get back to you uh, as well on that. Of course, Facebook. Can't leave out Facebook. The Goliath. That's right. <laughs> uh, if you just search for Bonsai Creative on Facebook, we're going to come right up. And you can engage with us in a variety of ways on Facebook. Facebook gives you a lot of runways in which to do that. And um, last but not least, we just started our, our True Fans uh, page. And this is a cool way to support us. You know, this is a labor of love. It does cost time, money, effort, creativity, energy, all that stuff to to put out a weekly podcast. I think that for years, Nick, that was like a mystery. Like nobody, everybody thought you just wake up and you do a podcast. <laughs> but now that there's so many out there, I think the secret's out that it's pretty much got to be your life. You have to really be two feet in and do it all the time. So if you love what we're doing here, you want to support the um the podcast support what we're doing for the community, uh, both locally, regionally, nationally, and globally. You can do that by going to bonsai.film forward slash true fans or going to our website at www.bonsai.film and clicking on the button true fans and contributions just start at $5 a month. It's really easy. Uh, we're not going to cap you, right? <laughs> but it starts at just like the cost of like, a Starbucks coffee, Nick, like you can just one day, just not get, uh, some, uh, drink full of caramel chocolate and whipped cream. <laughs> no, it has I, a I shot of espresso in there. Yeah. Well, let's just say, keep the coffee. Just don't get the muffin right yeah. on that one or day. Cause we're not going to keep you from your coffee. One day. On that <laughs> <Right>. one day. <laughs> or that, uh, impossible sandwich they serve. They sprinkle go. crack on. That's, that's right. That that's addictive. Just it try is. not to get that one day support something in the film community, like, uh, the make it podcast and bonsai creative. Yep. Um, last but not least, uh, rate and review sounds passe. Nick still is important, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'll tell it. you this, you know, what's not as important the review. Now, if you want to type a review, we would love that because those are like testimonials. Yep. But what's really important is just click that five stars. That literally takes three seconds. Go to the podcast, search for Make It on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom of the page, says rate and review. Click the five stars. So many of you guys have been doing it lately. Really appreciate it. Click yep. that. 
And that really helps us be seen, first of all, and two, get better guests that can give you better advice, tools, tactics to uh, help you thrive in the film industry. So anyway, enough of all the information share. (laughs) Nick, can you bring us home with the credo? Yo, for sure, man. You know, this is, I, I would say it's my favorite part, but it's not, right? It's the conversation. <laughs> this is, it's almost like bittersweet. I love saying it, but I do know that this is the end of such a wonderful conversation. So I, with that, I'll say, as always, be better, be creative, be engaged. And thank you for listening. Nick, talk to you soon. Yes, sir. All right. Peace. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. You've been listening to the Make It Podcast. To find out more information about this week's topics, including links to relevant blog posts, projects, and indie creatives, please visit our website at www.banzai.film. If you haven't already, you can join our podcast community on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice by searching for Make It Banzai Creative, and the show will pop right up. You now have the opportunity to support the production of this podcast. If you love Make It and are a true fan of what we're trying to accomplish in the indie film community, please visit www.bonsai.film and click Contribute. Contributions start at only $5 monthly. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Bonsai Creative and on Facebook by searching for Bonsai Creative. You can provide feedback to us via email at contact at bonsai.film and you can follow me, Chris, on Twitter at Flaming Your Heart. That's F L A M E I N U R H E A R T. And of course, if you're looking to take a big step towards your filmmaking success, go to www.bonsai.film and click on Services to explore a variety of offerings from keynotes and panels to pitch readiness assessments and so much more. You have everything to gain. Until next time, be better, be creative, be engaged, and thank you for listening.